If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Hello, and welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Tara Bradner. I'm so excited for today's guest, Lauren Blanded. So Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on Hopeful Hints. Can you share what you, your connection to infertility? You do so many amazing things, which we're going to get to, but tell us your connection and what led you down this path. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. So I came to the, the world of infertility and fertility treatments because I went through IVF and Upon going through that process, I realized that I was going to need something to, to help me get through that process. I was incredibly stressed out. I felt as though the world was, the floor was falling out from beneath me. And as a longtime yoga practitioner, I knew that all of the things that I had gained from my yoga practice, such as patience, kindness, compassion, slowing down, <laughs> being gentle with myself, I knew that all of those byproducts of my yoga practice were going to help me throughout my fertility journey. But I was advised from my, from my physician that I needed to adjust. I wasn't going to be able to exercise the way that I was while I was going through fertility treatments. And so I, I knew that I had to modify my practice in order to support my fertility journey. So I developed fertility yoga and, um, and the rest is history. <laughs> I love it because it's an entire new process that anybody can bring in at any stage of infertility, right? Exactly. It's another tool in your toolbox. Exactly. And there's a couple of things that, that fertility yoga addre addresses that other styles of yoga or other styles of even exercise don't really get to the heart of. So number one, it's safe. And it was through talking to my physician that I learned about ovarian torsion and what that is. And just really briefly for our listeners, for those who don't know, I'll just, I'll just explain. So when you are going through fertility treatments, your ovaries are growing and the fallopian tube and the ovary itself has the capacity to twist upon itself. When that happens, blood is no, no longer able to access the ovary and unless there is emergency surgery, this is an emergent surgery, your ovary could die. So when I learned about that, I was like, okay, <laughs> I want to be avoid. <laughs> exactly. And, and at the time, the style of yoga that I was practicing was very athletic, very physically demanding and knowing what style of yoga I was practicing and then what risks were, would be accompanied with that. I knew that I had to back off and I had to be safe about how I practice going forward. 
if I wanted to continue to, to use that as a way to support me through this, this journey. So number one, it's safe. Love it. Cause that's a question, Lauren, that we get a lot is what exercises can I be doing? You know, you'll hear two different sides of it from depending who you're speaking to, but we know that this is safe. Yes. And, and just a little bit more about that to educate the audience. So a lot of physicians will say to, will say to their patients, Oh, just go ahead and do yoga. But unfortunately, they're not informed about what style of yoga is best. And there are many styles, like I was saying, that are very athletic and that can be damaging to the ovaries while you're going through fertility treatments. So the style of yoga, of fertility yoga that I practice and that I teach is restorative yoga. And restorative yoga is taking relatively simple postures that anybody of any level can access. You support them with props and then you hold them for a longer period of time. And what this style of yoga does is it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. So you are turning off that fight or flight version of the nervous system, you know, that is activated by stress, by, you know, the, the, the thought that you might not be able to procreate, produce, move forward in, in, in your bloodline. You know, we were just talking about this before we, we turned on the, um, the video, but how, how that in and of itself is so stressful because as evolutionary beings, we are meant to pass on our bloodline. We are meant to. And so when that is challenged, when that is threatened, that creates an enormous amount of stress in our body. So what we're doing through fertility yoga is we're turning off that sympathetic nervous system, we're turning on the feed or breed, the rest and digest portion of the nervous system. And it lets the body know that you are safe, that everything's okay. And it does this by activating the vagus nerve, which again is stimulating that parasympathetic nervous response. And it sends a signal to your brain, letting you know that all is well, and that you can handle this. Um, all right. So number one, it's safe. Number, one. <laughs> number two, it is activating that parasympathetic nervous system. And number three, if you are doing this in community. So when I was going through fertility treatments, I was, I felt so alone. I didn't know anybody that was going through this. And I just, I just felt like I didn't know who I could talk to or, or who to lean to or uh, open, open up toward. And I remember, I'll never forget this, the day that I walked into the fertility clinic for monitoring the first morning, it was filled, filled with women. And I had this moment where I was like, okay, I'm so not the only person that's going through this. You want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? Like you're walking through the waiting room. Like it's kind of an uncomfortable waiting room, but yet you're all like, hi, like, can we be friends? <laughs> and, and that is tremendously important. Having a support system, having people that you know that you can turn to you know, even when you and I first met and I love, I love how we kind of came together. Maybe, maybe at some point we can, we can chat about that, but that was even something that you had expressed to me, you know, how, when you were going throughout your journey, how important it was for you to meet these other women through the clinic. And you were coming from North Dakota, you were meeting these people in another state, but how, how important that was to you, how comforting that was. And this this journey, this experience, it takes a village. It does. It truly does. And it's one where, as we know, if you're listening to this, it's not talked about. I bet everyone listening is like, I want a community. Where can I find a community? Like 
it is this common desire that I think we all yearn for when going through infertility. It's what led me to start, like we've talked about the nonprofit. It's what led me to, you know, speak openly more about it was that yearning to find connection. Mm -hmm. And as, as humans, as Brene Brown says, we are wired for connection. We are. She's so good. You guys check up Brene on your, on your next to-do list, look into Brene. (laughs) So, so like I said, it's safe. We are activating physiologically the parasympathetic nervous system, which in turn has a direct response on the quality of our mind, the quality of our thoughts, very important for how we're able to, to handle this both, both physiologically and psychologically. And then number three, like I said, it's community. So we're not feeling so isolated and alone and, and we need these support systems as we go through this. Definitely. Well, thank you, Lauren. Where can people find you? Tell us more about how they can join in on, on what you're doing and, and join yoga. So my website is laurenblandonyoga.com. I work one-on-one with clients. I also have an online course, which um, I'm offering once a month. We meet at 10 a.m. on Sundays, Eastern Standard Time. But the beauty about this course in particular is that I record these courses. So no matter where you are in the country, all over the world, you can access these recordings. You can access the practice without being limited by location. So if you're, if you want to learn more, you can go to my website. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren underscore Blandon. And I love meeting people. So even if you're, you're not quite ready to to dive in yet, but you want to reach out, say hello, if you have any questions, I would love to connect. I will link all of Lauren's information in today's show notes. Go follow along. Check out her yoga. Thank you so much, Lauren. you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.